Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Jenny Walker and welcome to Closet Conversations. Today I want to talk to you about the check I received from The Real Real. I sold something and I opened it up. It was $13.20. Now, thought we'd talk about that. I purposely sent things to the real real in a test batch to try out their service um, as someone who resells and also owns a consignment shop. Um, I'm always looking for other outlets to move merchandise. Um, I'm selling online on a number of platforms like Poshmark and eBay and StockX. I've uh, sent things to ThreadUp. I've tried Tradesy. Um, I've tried uh, Relove. Um, Facebook Marketplace, the list goes on and on. So I'm always testing out new sites. I like to keep myself kind of up to date on what's happening and see if there are other places that my inventory might move when it hasn't moved, you know, selling it on my own. And uh, yeah, so I gave a little try to the real real on that. And um, I think the problem is it's uh, the checks I've gotten so far have been really underwhelming and disappointing and I know 100% that's because I know too much I know too much about this industry I am a seller in my own right so even though I sent off these items and I told myself okay I'm going to do a test it just doesn't matter these are things that you know that aren't really moving for me and I'm just going to try just going to see but I have to tell you that when I got my check I was really disappointed and um and it really was gut-wrenching to know that um that I that I received so little for what I sent in and felt disappointed and why is that because as someone who's in this industry I don't want people to be disappointed uh when I sell for them and certainly I want to understand why I'm so disappointed in getting a $13.20 check and I thought we'd just kind of go through it, go through the math together. So the item that I'm referring to was a Donna Karen pleated knee, it says knee length skirt. It wasn't knee link. It was a midi, a midi link skirt. Very, very heavy, substantial, beautiful um, skirt, more like an evening uh, piece. And um, to begin with, they underpriced it at $55. Now Donna Karen uh, is actually one of the brands that was so expensive in regular retail market that on the real real these things are are bargain city compared to what they were originally in the stores and it just shows that the market for Donna Karen is there to sell but it's not 
you know, it's not like a Gucci or a Chanel or things like that. So it's a, a less desired brand, and that certainly impacts what people are willing to pay. But to not even start or even try to get more money for something in the first place, that's that's part of the problem. So this Donna Karen skirt uh, was originally priced at $55, which is bad enough. Um, you're going to get a 40% commission because it's under a, the, the threshold that, that pays more. And so it sold at 40% off. Um, $33 was made in total, and 40% of that is $13.20 for that skirt. Um, it is something I had tried to sell on my own, but I never tried to actually sell it at $55. And this is the point I want to make. I never, ever even priced it at $55. That skirt was never, ever under $100 and probably was never under $150. It was um, probably maybe $200 and maybe I would put it on sale, but the skirt was never $55 ever. Um, while I had it because it's such a substantial piece. It's such beautiful fabrication. Um, you know, Donna Karen's, uh, I guess, black label. And so I was never going to price it at $55 to begin with. And so it's so underpriced already that by the time it sells, by the time it is sold, I mean, somebody paid $33 for that skirt. I mean, that is, uh, <laughs> that's a bargain. Um, so yeah, so, so first of all, they never priced it high to begin with. And that's part of their model. They want to move things in 30 days. And part of the way they do that is to underprice it. So this didn't move in the first 30 days, though. And this is the key. It didn't move at $55. So that tells us something there. So we're all here to learn. So it's telling me that at $55 and that immediate 20% off coupon that they give on most of the things um, as an incentive uh, wasn't wasn't enough of an incentive for someone to buy this particular skirt. And it is slightly odd. It is slightly specific. It isn't something you can wear every day. It's going to have to be for a special event. Um, but no one bought it at 20% at off of 50. And it took more than 30 days for it to sell. It took uh, months and months for it to sell uh, when it finally got to 40%. And that's interesting in, enough in and of itself because in that online environment where no one can try it on, no one can see it in person, you know, it really uh, changes things. Skirt like that in a physical store, in a physical consignment shop, you definitely um, have a wonderful opportunity to get a lot more for something like that when it's seen in person. And certainly uh, to see a piece like that priced at $55 in a physical store would be a shock to the system sure um so let's see what else i sold so i sold an isabel morant wool blend pinstripe vest and isabel morant is does really well in our consignment shop it's, it has a really nice following does well in the secondary market well to begin with they only priced at 95 dollars. so that tells you right there that isabel morant is a more uh sought after brand than donna karen you can tell by the pricing they started it at 95. Um, it didn't sell at 95. It didn't sell at 95 and 20% off. It took it until it got to the 50% sale to move, which is months and months into this consignment. It sold for 47.50 and my 14 my 40% of that was $19. Again, I never tried to sell the vest for $95 to begin with. So, um had I done that, 
I feel I definitely would have gotten more than $19. So again, it was something I sent them just to try. I hadn't, it hadn't moved. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to get $19 on that. So let me see what else I gave them. I gave them an Alberta Ferretti, uh, satin knee link skirt has not moved. It's currently 40% off, still sitting there. No one has bit on that. Um, I gave an all silk, silk, all Saints silk parachute dress. Now, this is something that I had tried to move with no luck. It was very peculiar because it was um, sheer. It was silk, but it was sheer, and it was strange how it gathered because it's a parachute dress. It wasn't going to fit everyone. Um, so let's look into this one. So this one sold um, for $75. They priced it, again, higher than the Donna Karen at $75, and which is interesting enough in and of itself. Um, it sold at the 20% discount, so it sold in the first batch of things that I sent to them. I got 40% of that, which is $24. I never tried to sell that dress for that price. It was always over $100 because that brand is so expensive and has such a loyal following. And I sell, have sold many things by All Saints uh, over $100 uh, in my time over all these years on eBay. Now that brand um, ebbs and flows in popularity. Certain styles are more sought after than others, but people love that brand. They look for that brand and it's um, from England. So it's something that does well on eBay because you can get foreign buyers and things like that. But anyway, $24 was underwhelming amount. I never even tried to sell for that amount, um, as I said, but that sold very quickly. It sold in the first batch. Another thing that sold in my first, I say the first batch, in the first um, time I got a check, was a Jill Sander linen blend sleeveless top. Uh, Jill Sander is um, a European brand, and uh, it's something I was not able to move on my own, so I had no problem sending it to them. But they only priced it $55 <laughs> to begin with. I never tried to sell it for $55. Again, I was trying to sell it for more than that. So... They sold it um, at a 20% discount. They got $44 for the item. I got $17.60. Yeah, so um, that was um, really disappointing. Uh, Moschino, which I do love and do sell all the time, uh, cheap and chic uh, cotton shirt. was new with tags. They priced it $65 to begin with. It sold um, in the first batch. Uh, in the first check, I got it at a 20% discount. It sold $52 was transacted. I got $20.80 for that. Very underwhelming. I never tried to sell it for, for um, that amount. I never even tried to sell it for $65 on my own um, because it was new with tags. It's Moschino. It had bling. Um, it's a really fun brand. And again, I never tried to even sell it for that price. So <laughs> I would never have priced it that. Anyway, another thing that sold was a Schumacher sequin mini dress. Now, this really surprised me. Um, they priced it at, um, they priced this one of the highest there, which just was stunning. They priced it $125, which I never would have thought they would have priced it that much. Um, but they sold it, so they know they know that people wanted that dress at that price because they sold it at, at um, in the first batch, and um, that was back in August, and it was 20% discount, so $100 was uh, transacted. I got $40 for that. That one actually really surprised me. I, um, again, never tried to sell the dress for $45, $40 on my own. Um, I 
did I think discount it and tried it and went under $125 on that dress, but um, wasn't able to move it. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, this one was a super shock. It was a Messino, uh, Moschino Couture crop casual jacket, was, which is probably the least um, exciting piece of Moschino Couture I've ever purchased. And I wasn't able to really do anything with it. I never really tried to do much with it because I bought that in my acquisition phase for Moschino, and I'm not sure I ever even listed it. But they put a high price on it. They put $225 on it to begin with. And I thought that was way too much for this jacket. And again, it's still sitting there at 70% off with no uh, takers yet. So that either will sell at 80% off or never sell and be sent back to me. And it's just, when it comes to collecting vintage, what you learn over time is that if it isn't super special, nobody really cares. And it wouldn't be considered um, a really unique piece. And that's what people are looking for. A Karen Millen leather short jacket um, that I sent to them. Now, this is something I tried to sell. I tried to sell and tried to sell. I could not move this thing. Could not move it to save my life. But they sold it. Uh, they priced it $75, which, again, super low for uh, anything leather. So it's a leather jacket. And um, they were able to sell it in that first batch. They sold it. Um, actually, uh, look, it says um, back in July. So it was in that super first batch. And $60 was transacted with the 20% discount. I got $24. Um, I never tried to sell it for $24. I was always trying to get more for it. But this case, I wasn't able to move it on my own. So I wasn't, wasn't unhappy about that. Now, here's the thing I was most disappointed in. Um, I had a pair of Balenciaga high-waisted uh, peg leg pants, new with tags. They had a slight uh, problem with them from being shop-worn on the side by the zipper. Um, now, this is fascinating. So Balenciaga is um, one of the top brands. It's one of the fastest-moving brands. These are pants that are over a 1000 uh, retail. And um, they priced them. $95. Now that's the one that really was gut-wrenching and I paid more than $95 for these pants um, as someone who was going to resell them. So when they priced it $95, I just was like shaking my head going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe they would price something this trendy, this timely, even with slight, um, the slight de the damage on it at that price. And I just... Um, yeah, I was not happy. This is way underpriced. This should never be $95. Because if you think of the formulas, there are certain formulas people use in retail, which is 50% um, of original retail, or some people say 75% of original retail, or 50 to 75% of original retail. Because by the time you're seeing it, it's been through the stores, it's been on the clearance sale it's been to the outlet mall or maybe it just went into someone's home but the point is it's not current and so things get cleared out at these clearance levels and so a lot of people justify pricing by saying well you know the market value should be you know 90 percent of retail or something like that and i disagree with that formula it can um, be applied to a few things that aren't desirable, but when you're talking about a desirable brand like a Balenciaga, those formulas should not be applied. 
Um, it's true with Chanel, it's true with Gucci, it's true with Louis Vuitton. You cannot use that same formula when you are dealing with super desirable pieces. So this one was really, really sad that they priced it like 90% of retail or more at $95 with a 20% off code. But when I saw that and was gut punched, I said, you know what? I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to call my rep and complain. Um, I'm just going to let it go through. And I'm still upset about it. I'm still upset I didn't call because I ended up with um, the the sale transacted at $76 and I received $30.40. So I lost big time. I lost a bunch of money on those pants. And, um, you know, <laughs> I'm a professional reseller. I never tried to sell those pants at $95 on my own. So again, I sent them things. They're in control of pricing. Um, that is something that is a real issue to me. And one of the places that I would recommend that they make a change because I have no control. Now, you have control in the sense that you could call your rep and in a panic and say, oh my gosh, do not let that go out there. You've got to make a change. But basically, you're not consulted. You're not, no one talks to you about what they're going to price it. So you have to proactively tell them in advance if there's something that you're concerned about price. And I did. I uh, consigned some Balenciaga Shearling uh, stoles with them. And um, there were new tags, and I was very adamant when I saw the listing. I said, you absolutely cannot have a coupon on these. You absolutely cannot, because if I can't sell them at the price it's listed, I will just take them back. And um, so they did agree um, in that instance to do it, but that is anything they wanted to do. Um, that's, that's not their model. That's them saying, basically, at the price that you want, it's not going to move. It's not going to move in this 30, 60 days that we want. And so um, I was very adamant. And I said, look, you can just send it all back. I don't care. Because to me, I'm testing them out. These are things I haven't been able to move. Um, I don't really care, but I care, you know. So in the end, they um, didn't put those things on sale. They're still online. They're still unsold. <laughs> um which, uh, which is interesting in and of itself, but, um, so yeah, so yeah, so there you go. So that happened. Now there's one other piece that they took of mine, which is way overpriced. John Paul Attiker. Nobody's ever heard of this brand unless you're running around New York city. No one has heard of this brand. They priced it this blouse. Yes, it was new with tax at $225, which I was just that's the price, the minimum they should have put on the Balenciaga pants. But they put it on this blouse that is so niche that no one's looking for it. And it's still there, listed, unsold at 70% off. Now, they did mail back some things to me. Um, an Alexander McQueen dress because they found a slight tear. A Mark by Mark Jacobs top because they don't take Mark by Mark Jacobs. And let me tell you, nobody wants Mark by Mark Jacobs for any price for any reason. That is one brand you cannot give away. So I understand that. The Ports 1961 came back um, because it's the uh, Ports uh, International Diffusion line, so they don't take that. Uh, Piazza Simpione jacket was sent back because they found a slight um, problem with it. So I ended up selling that on eBay. Um, 3.1 Philip Lim pants, those came back. They found... Um, a slight stain on it that I didn't see. Gucci pants 
came back. Oh yeah, they were missing a little, like a button or something. I ended up selling those on Poshmark, so that was fine. Um, and that's it. So my first check was, um, let's find, it was like $100, something like that, a little over 100 My second check was $13.20, and my next check is going to be $19. So that's under $200 that I will have experience, actually under $150 for uh, Isabel Morant striped vest, a Donna Karen skirt, um, an All Saints silk parachute dress, a Jill Sander linen uh, top, a Moschino shirt, a Schumacher sequin dress, a Karen Millen leather jacket, a Balenciaga pants, and that's just not enough. And um, you can look at this a couple of ways. You can look at it that um, perhaps people who don't know what I know, perhaps people who aren't experienced in resale would be like, Wow, this is great. I got $150 for all this stuff. Um, but for people who are in the know, this would be really hard to swallow. That These few dollars for all of the effort that it takes to submit and to document and to get all this stuff to them. And this is the kind of uh, pricing that we're dealing with. The reason that they price low is because they want to incentivize people to buy. They want a coupon so that you'll buy. And when I buy on the site, pretty much it's I'm like a rabid dog. I just <laughs> I go into their drops. I I'm there at uh, twice a day. At my time it's uh, 7 a.m. and then 4 p.m. each day when they do the the drops when you're part of the um special program that you have where you can pay a monthly fee to see things before everyone else. And let me tell you, if you aren't paying that fee, you will never understand the uh, awesomeness that is the real real because you never will have seen the product because it will already be sold. And this is something that doesn't really get talked about. And it's really an underwhelming look at their site if you are not part of this um, special program where you pay um, this fee the, uh, let's see, it's called First Look. And it says, upgrade to First Look to shop the newest items 24 hours before everyone else. Plus, get upgraded shipping with First Look Platinum. And you're paying $10 a month for that. Um, and so, this is the thing. There are millions of people who have subscribed to First Look. So, even with the First Look, I'm competing with millions of people who are going on that site twice a day trying to find the best, the coolest, the rarest, the most unique things. So if you're going on that site and you're not seeing it, it's because a couple million people already had access to it and bought it before you. And um, this is a very, very interesting part of their revenue stream and their business model. And I'm happy to pay it, quite honestly. I'm happy to pay $10 a month, so that's $120 a year for this service because it's worth it to me. But if you think about it, I'm paying $120 for the service, and I've made about $120 on my clothes. Um, so you realize that's <laughs> I made as much as, as giving someone $10 a month. And when you divide it that way, it really is a shockingly low number. So what do you do about it? So for someone like me, the real real is not an option for certain things. And in the future, 
I would send to them again, but I would only send to them things that I know absolutely, if I'm not happy getting 15 bucks for it, to not send it. Because the lowest they might price is $50 and 20% off coupon, that's $40 and or less than that and then after the percentage so I already know if I'm not happy with a few dollars don't send it to them because that just might be what happens so for some items I don't think I would send it to them again but for other items I would because I don't have the customers that they do so for example I had a lot of designer men's silk ties that I've never listed anywhere and I don't feel like it because it's not worth it to me. So that is something that I would be quite happy if I got 15 or $20 a tie for it because I paid so little for them to begin with. I would be, be thrilled. And so that is something I would send to them. I would let them use their vast network to move those things rather than try to sell it on my own. But certain brands, you're just not going to get the money. So that's what I've got to say about the real real. Um, again, I'm not a typical consigner. I'm not a typical customer because I am a full-time reseller. It's important to know what is out there and how it affects me and other people. One of the biggest complaints about the real real is uh, how much people got for things. And people's memories, especially women, uh, we tie, tie <laughs> a lot of memories. We have a lot of emotion with our things. We can tell you what we bought. If it was full price or on sale, if we had a good time when we bought it, where we bought it, if anyone was with us when we bought it, where we wore it, if we were photographed in it, and if we got any compliments. And so that kind of history to a lot of people is worth more than $13.20. So I'm in a unique position because I sent clothing, um, none of which was my personal clothing. I sent things that were purposely acquired for the purpose of reselling. And so I am wonderfully detached to it, but yet still disappointed. But I can only imagine if I'd have paid full price for all this stuff and um, I had gotten you know, $20 here, $13 here, I'm going to be really unhappy about it. And so the danger in that is while the company is trying to scale and they're trying to keep getting more sales, um, uh, people do have options. They have options. They can have go to a local consignment shop and perhaps people will price it more and they'll get more. We definitely don't do that kind of pricing in our shop. Secondly, they can sell it themselves um, with a couple of clicks and an app on a smartphone. You can be up on Poshmark in, or Relove in two seconds. So there is competition and as people become more informed about reselling and consignment and they start getting these checks from the real real, um, you know, they're going to learn a lot and we're all going to be educated in the process. I think a lot of the um, repeat customers that are on here, I think I heard a statistic recently, read a statistic rather, that it was over 80% repeat customers. I'm definitely one of those customers. I love the site. I love buying on the site. There are amazing bargains to be had. Um, I get tons of product there that is unique and special. And I love going twice a day for the drops and the excitement of trying to find something. But as a consigner, I'm woefully disappointed at the amount of money that I've received. And that makes me not want to use them or makes me want to be very careful about how I use them. On the whole, I am 
thrilled about the real real I like where they're headed I like what they're doing I believe in them I understand their business model but they've got to really uh, think about how to tweak all these areas that need working on such as pricing and see if they can do a better job at getting more and you know I think that there's you know I'm not looking to pay for more money but I'd be willing to pay more so it's just um it's just one of those things so that's just a little bit I wanted to talk about um what I have done just so you know is the money that I got not the literal money because that went into my uh my corporate bank account but the equivalent amount of money and more I bought real real stock with and I and I thought to myself well I'm only going to get 19 bucks out of something perhaps a better choice than buying more clothes with that money is to invest in this company and see if I can't grow it that way so I have invested a minimum of $150 it's definitely more than that in the company and their stock and I believe in them and I think that um We've all wasted a lot of money on clothes. We've all um, come to terms with the fact that the uh, it's like buying a car. You drive it off the lot and it depreciates. The same thing with clothing. Uh, the outliers like the Chanel handbag or the Louis Vuitton handbag or the Hermes pieces, you know, those are exceptions. I mean, Gucci right now is hot, so those are exceptions. But the rule is it depreciates because unless you're buying couture and those women tend to donate to museums and things like that um, when when it comes time to get rid of their items they're not really taking couture to a real real that I'm aware of my understanding is they um, have been trained to donate those items for tax write-offs when they're no longer um, useful to them because you're talking about a much more expensive item with uh, provenance that is um, super special so yeah so that leaves the rest of us who've overpaid for ready to wear <laughs> and um are trying to wrap our heads around what's it all mean and what's it all worth and that's it this is jenny walker with closet conversations thank you for listening to my podcast i always enjoy hearing from people if you have an opportunity please subscribe um, love comments and ratings I learn a lot from that great ones too are always appreciated and uh, you can always be in touch if you have any questions I'm on all social media and have a website until next time this is Jenny Walker with Closet Conversations prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply read all warnings before using GLP-1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at trylifemd.com we're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.